0: Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yin. I'm your host, Dr. Demon Yin. In this episode, again, we welcome our regular guest, Edward Hockland. He will join us to discuss a lot of issues happened these days and hear his, share his insights on cognitive warfare as well as unrestricted warfare. And before we start, uh, uh, conversation, of course, I still need to briefly introduce Edward to some audience who may not be familiar with him. I know most of my audience should be very familiar with Edward. So Edward Hawkland is a retired federal senior executive and US Air Force veteran. He's over four decades of service, in, including a service as senior leader in the intelligence community and Department of Defense homeland, security, energy, and state. He served as a senior advisor to several IC agency heads, the assistant inspector general for inspections for the intelligence community, chairman of CIA strategic planning, a deputy team leader of the INF on site nuclear arms inspections in the former Soviet Union, and as a world-winning CIA intelligence analyst. He's currently an independent consultant focusing on cognitive warfare. He's also a regular host on the National Security Hour on the Mark Outlaw Network, and he's New books, the cognitive warfare. What we can do and what we need to do. Uh, you can, oh, what we can do to solve the problem can be can be ordered from uh, Amazon in the America. Out loud. So I have another good news to tell you before we uh, say hi to Edward. That is Edward's Twitter. Now the name is X account is restarted after I think around one year uh, gets suspended. So now you can follow Edward on Twitter, uh, X, his handle is Edward Hogland at Edward Hoagland. Hi, Edward, welcome to the voice of Dr. Yen. Well,
1: Dr. Yen, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for the plug on Twitter, but also thank you for being my first uh, uh, link back when I came to Twitter. It, uh, it's amazing in America how free speech is either enabled or disabled by by the the great society. So I look forward to our discussions
0: today. Thank you. So um, as we have discussed, uh, that there is a great news we wanna let our people to know about what happened recently. That is, when we remember several weeks ago, we had talked about the uh, mysterious, illegal, Chinese based in an abandoned warehouse at Ridley in California. And in that warehouse, uh, during the uh, from early this year to middle of this year, until they exposed the situation, inside they have storage like over 30 big fridges full of unknown and clear chemical reagents and the tons of the um, fluid, which you do know whether they are the um, reagents or they are the human body fluid samples or what else. And also, there are at least 20 types of danger, uh, infectious, potential infectious uh, agents. Of samples storage inside without the hazard label, without proper storage, including HIV, malaria, and HBV, uh, TB, whatever, I and mean, COVID, this kind of samples, as well as almost 1,000 transgenetic mouse. They claim that it, will, uh, it was like $1 million and it was uh, designed and developed to. Carries the COVID variants. And somehow this this lab, I mean, the name is PBL, they, they claim, uh, PBI, they claim they are working on diagnostic uh, case for pregnant people and also for the COVID-19. And this is really, I mean, beyond the ridiculous things. And also, we have discussed the network behind this at that time, we've talked about that United Front and CCP's United Front network, as well as CCP's public security department uh, behind the huge business empire based mainly in China, which uh, in which PBI is just uh, one of the overseas company on the stage. And uh, I, we have talked about all this kind of risk, all this kind of harms, and we worry a lot. And on 19th October, DOG has issued one file that it announced the main person behind all these things. His name is Zhu Jia Bei, and he has several other names. He has Jesse Zhu as his name. He has also used David He as his name. So, anyway. This person, he's a Canadian-Chinese. Now he is arrested by the FDA in, uh, in our enforcement team. And then he is facing uh three years, as they said, according to the complaint, he's facing maximum of three years in prison for the misbranding charge and five years for the false statements charge, so publicly Jesse Zhu, this actual controller behind the huge business group as well as the illegal bio labs in California, I am the first one publicly discover this person and talk about his role. So his business empire <laughs> include biotechnology, cattle. The cow industry, as well as even the uh, like the transportation, international transportation, as well as immigration service based in China, mainly to Australia. I mean, in China, without government and the public security support, you can never touch this field. So, sir. What first, first of all, what what do you think about this arrest news? And also, do you think this guy, I mean, eight, three years, plus five years maximum in prison, is enough for this person as what he has done? And also, can you tell your uh, opinion, share your feeling with our audience about based on this news? Thank you.
1: No, well, thank you very much, Dr. Yan. So first of all, it is great news and, and you and your network deserve a hearty congratulations for the research you did to identify this man. Uh, it, as for, and I'll go into some other specifics there, because what it speaks to is the effectiveness of your network in passing useful information to highlight key issues here in, in what's happening not only in America, but what's happening with the CCP and their efforts here to subvert and undermine America. Uh, It also uh, currently highlights another set of weaknesses in the Xi regime, from my opinion, as a dictatorship, as it indicates he has enemies. The people of China are showing their disdain for Puber, or others in the CCP may be seeking his chairmanship. Regardless, it's great work that you and your network have done, but now our national security apparatus here in the United States should be learning these things, using these insights to advance effective disruption of these efforts and complicate things for Xi and the CCP. Now, you've mentioned three and five years, well, that's a good start. but. What was the purpose, to what objective, to what impact were the mice, as you said, because they didn't need them to do the COVID uh, materials, uh, what was the purpose for the mice? What was the purpose for the 20 dangerous pathogens? And what is the purpose of this warehouse, which is basically a central depot for a larger network? Uh, is it terrorism? Is it domestic terrorism? Is this, is this man being charged with that? Maybe not yet, but the question for me will be is, if not, when, and and what are they doing? The second obvious question for me is this man was on the radar, I hope, of the FBI, our intelligence community, or the Department of Justice, but I don't know that. It's, so the question is, If if not, why not? I mean, you did your research <laughs> and identified this man and his CCP affiliations. But our our national security apparatus either did not or did not wish to expose it, or there's a third option, that they were completely inept and not paying attention. Any of the latter three cases is significant cause for concern from my perspective. As I've noted before, FBI Director Christopher Wray a year ago you know, the FBI was opening counterintelligence investigations on Chinese potential spies every eight hours. And then Matt Olson, the director of the National Security Division and uh, head of the counterintelligence element there, canceled the program supposedly over political correctness, BS about concerns of Chinese citizens feeling harassed. But since then, as we've talked numerous times in this program, what have they replaced it with? What have they replaced it with, and so what is not addressed in this court documents are the twenty plus pathogens you've identified and the warehouse and the critical aspects of where what's this for? what are they using this warehouse for? it's a central depot so so back to you, Dr. Yan, so that's my initial thoughts and this, but congratulations on helping to oust this character my my, my hope is that our our national security apparatus has this individual and his network on their radar, but I'm not so sure.
0: Thank you, sir. So let's talk more about Jesse Ju and his bad history in the business. So according to the research about Jesse Ju I mean, you can see a lot of complaints and lawsuits against him and his various companies. He has so many companies, one by one by one, and most of them from the beginning, you, it's difficult for you to trace uh, back to even Jesse Chu, but after you check the whole network, you will identify, okay, actually, this is a, a new part, a new puzzle in his business empire, just he doesn't want to show his name uh, in the list and he just want to be the big boss behind the curtain. So. The most famous things uh, about Jesse Zhu before this was that he was working with, uh, at that time, back to 1990s to 2000, he has a, a cattle industry. I mean, basically it's based in Canada and also China. And uh, he used a cattle industry, it's called IND. He established the collaboration with uh, uh U.S. Uh, Colorado uh, industry and that industry called X Y LLC. It is an innovative um, the kind of a uh, reproduction industry. They develop the innovative uh, reproductive technology to help to select the better uh livestock of springs for the uh provide the more benefit, more profits for the market. However. Zhu and his team and his company, they have stole the technology, stole the even samples, and bring it back to China, as the other uh, business, academic, uh, business or academic agents always do under CCP's instruction. They successfully uh, make the XY uh, LLC lose a huge amount of uh, profits. So XY sued Jesse Drew and his companies for compensation. In 2014, Jesse Drew was, uh, I mean, he lost the case. So he was supposed to pay XY 8.5 million Canadian dollars, which means almost 7 million US dollars. But Jesse Ju rejected to do it and immediately his business was either filed bankruptcy or transferred to other people's company or purchased by other Chinese business. And then Jesse Ju started the long-term lawsuit against XY. Two years later, Jesse Ju lost another case, so uh he need to pay XY even to over 200 million U.S. dollars at that time, as the fund. But still, he didn't do that. And according to one of the documents from one court, Jesse Zhu was um, recorded to uh, that he talked to his uh, company staffs that what they need to do is to manage to, uh, like, the make more lawsuits to waste X, Y, LLC's time and energy and uh, money, and because X, Y already lost a lot of money, and so if they can make it longer enough and make it um, more intensive, more aggressive, so they expect X, Y, LLC would, uh, um, would have no time, no uh, would have no time to uh handle their own business and uh, according to that evidence jesse ju believed one day he will use this tactic to get uh x x y l l c in a short uh, in, in a very low price because he said well x y cannot manage their business well their price they will uh maybe sell the price sell the business and the price will be low, and we don't need to pay the funds, we can just purchase this industry. At that time, everything can be solved. So sir, I mean, do you think this is some individual behavior? Uh, according to your uh, opinion, I mean, I believe this is an academic and business agent uh, case that we are talking on for a long time, and we know there are so many cases. But what's your opinion about that? When you see these things happen, and when you see this guy, and we, now you, we know this guy, again, has new business doing the virus things, infectious pathogen things, transgenetic animals illegally in the United States. What do you want to tell our audience?
1: Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. And so one of the key things that I'd ask our audience to do is if you haven't listened to Dr. Yen's show on the voice of Dr. Yen, go back and look at these episodes with respect to this illegal weapons lab, because it's critically important. Because what we've been talking about here is China's unrestricted warfare with, and without any humanity towards, towards others they're willing to kill and murder whoever they need to, including Dr. Yen, to make their point and get get to their point. And so we have to keep that in mind because this is not just a a front company, in my opinion, okay? This is an overall strategy with a well-laid-out plan because you have multiple companies involved. You have a single individual at the top, he has points of contacts that are helping to facilitate these actions out the United States and Canada and other places. And so for my initial question is, why haven't we mapped these networks as you talked about? And you've identified some of these aspects and you've mapped some of these different networks. But why haven't we mapped these networks? Because this is a system, systematic plan to take advantage of our laws and our gaps between our federal, state, and other bureaus to go in, steal materials, set up companies, false companies, or even real companies, but then, as you said, uh, drive them either into bankruptcy or just steal from them, leave them, let them sue, and let the companies fail because they know they can't be touched if they're back in China. And so where is... The effort, as I explained in the cognitive war, why we are losing and how we can win. Where's the effort to map the information environment here and map that fuller network? To understand who are the points of contacts, how broad this network is, what different industries they may be tied into that we haven't even identified yet. And given uh, China doesn't just have this one individual, but several million people involved, and trying to do the same thing here in the United States, Uh, Houston, we have a major problem because they're doing this right under our noses. And the weapons lab, the bio lab in California, was discovered by accident. The question I've raised in our prior discussions applies here. Why is it the FBI not able to shut down these Chinese efforts? I mean, what the hell? What, What have they replaced their counterintelligence efforts with? Christopher Ray talks a lot, and he talks about China, the threat, but it doesn't seem to take and walk walk the walk and take the steps necessary to address this real threat. So one has to ask, why is that? So so they may be doing things behind the scenes, and counterintelligence is a tricky business. I understand that. But here you have multiple examples that you and your network have brought to the forefront here that the American public should be getting at least weekly, if not monthly updates in terms of what's the status of this? What, what, where else were those pathogens going to and from? Who else was involved in the network? Is it tied to the cartels? Is it tied to the ISIS and other terrorist elements who've crossed the border, the 1.5 million gotaways? Is it tied to to the military aged men from China who came here claiming asylum, but as you and I know, there's no way they can come here without getting the funding and approval from the Chinese government. Is it because we have a Manchurian president who's compromised? That could be. Is his cabinet compromised? This is very concerning that Americans should pay attention to because in the past we've had similar type episodes with Russia and the Soviet Union, where our government was infiltrated. People were blackmailed and they caught. So let's be real here. You know, the Five Eyes Network came together recently, as you, you had shared with me, to talk about this. And they came out with a statement condemning what's going on here and saying, this is alarming. This is a threat. but. Where the hell have they been? This has been going on for the last several, the last two decades plus, And the network's been being put into place for over this time here. And so they come out and say a lot of big fluffy words about threat and stuff. But what, what's going on? What are they actually doing? So this is my concern is, is that China has been waging a very effective cognitive war using multiple different means, economic, political, social, medical, Military and others across the United States to subvert our society, doing it very effectively, and, and we remain stuck in a reactive posture. Dr. Yen, back to you, sir. Back to you, ma'am.
0: Thank you, sir. Yes, you've mentioned that Five, uh, five Eyes conference recently, and which we want to let our uh, audience know a little bit more about this conference because clearly, if you connect, this event with what they are talking in the conference, you know, this is not isolated, not a solo uh, case. Actually, it is one of the uh, typical example in China's uh, uh, intellectual property safety in the United States. on seventeenth October, the Five Eyes countries' intelligence chiefs came together to accuse China of intellectual property theft and using artificial intelligence for hacking and spying against the nations. In a rare joint statement by the allies, U.S. FBI Director Christopher Wray said the unprecedented joint call was meant to confront the unprecedented. Uh, Threat China poses to innovation across the world. China has a long targeted business with a web of te- techniques all at once: cyber intrusions, human intelligence operations, seemingly innocuous uh, pre- uh, cooperate investment and transactions. Every th- thread, uh, every strand of that website. Uh, that web has become more brazen and more dangerous. The Chinese government, of course, dismissed the allegation as a collective misinformation campaign. So based on this, let's see, what else has been discovered uh, by the investigation about this California illegal biolab? they so in one report by Epoch Time, they have raised another big concern. Uh, the lady, Miss Jasley Harper, who's the code enforcement officer with the city of Ridley Fire Department, she discovered and reported this PBI bound up in the warehouse at the beginning and involved in the investigation from that time. According to her, she said, this could be happening all over the United States. It's been an eye-opening experience realizing the many cracks in our government for these types of organizations to fall through, and even uh, and also realizing that the government is not our first line to defense of defense. Miss Harper said, "These types of under the radar entities can purchase a lot of chemicals and a lot of biological easily." and no one is watching over them to make sure they know what they are doing. We have to make sure these labs are not able to come here until there is oversight. So sir, we have around two to three minutes before we finish this section. So could you let people know what do you think about this when you hear these words from the first line investigator as well as the threat is posed by China to us?
1: Well, so great question. And and she's spot on. So first question I would have for not you or the audience, but for our government here is where the hell are FBI, Department of Justice, the National Security Agency, Cyber Command? Where's the five eyes in our strategy? Where's our plan? It's it, it, it's not this this just it's not as if this just started it's been going on for a couple of decades right and so this is one of the primary reasons I call out in my book for the complete overhaul of our national security system because we don't plan ahead and Ms. Jeslyn Harper's comment this could be happening all over the United States is, is spot on and, and it probably is and it goes back to our, my earlier. Comments and questions that we've had not just today, but prior is how big is this network? How far is the reach? Because when you take a look at the Mexican cartels who have aided the Chinese in this effort, they have a network that looks like a uh, looks like the, uh, the the vein structure of a human being going on throughout the United States to all the major cities. And if you have these pathogens, you have military weapons, you have the funneling of fentanyl and other stuff you start to understand this isn't just a one-trick pony, as you're trying to highlight, Dr. Yen, and very adeptly so. So what can America do to fix the cracks here? Well, first of all, we need a complete overhaul of our national security system. China is obviously using the fact that we don't plan, we have no strategy, to its advantage. They're using the fact that we have titanium cylinders of sub-excellence to subvert our society. Uh, but we also need to fire Attorney General Garland, FBI Director Christopher Ray, and Matt Olson. We need to get some people in there who can actually do what's necessary. We need to hold to account Manchurian President Biden and his family because we have to find out is what were the payoffs and stuff. Are they simple in simple terms part of the compliant, complicit, and corrupt? We need to develop a long-term strategy and drive a whole of government, whole society efforts. That is, if it's not already too late. You know, the lack of any real strategy to drive China and our adversaries to react leaves us wide open to continued penetration, abuse, and subversion. And and the corruption of our national security apparatus, in my opinion here, is causing great concern where we may be seeing recent events around the world wagging the dog. But I'll hold that thought, and other aspects until we come back from break, Dr. Yen.
0: Thank you, sir. So let's have a short break, and we will go back continuously talking about the issues you would be interested in, and thank you.
2: Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells, and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD.
1: Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix Rx. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25.
2: The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code out loud global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally well the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all america loud news was an idea a movement a place
0: where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or
2: canceled the first amendment is alive and well America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
0: Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yen. In the last section, we've discussed about the uh, update about the mysterious illegal Chinese bio lab PBI based in California with Edward Hockland. We've talked about the actual controller, China's agent. Jesse Zhu, Zhu Jiabe was arrested recently and DOJ issued a statement. And we've talked about uh, behind this guy and his business empire, uh, the uh, already happened case about uh, the intellectual property theft and also talk about the the other threat posed by China, which we can see through this case. And now let's move to another topic. So uh, you you may have already heard that this week, McConnell. Uh, call that China, Russia, Iran, the new axis of evil, that U.S. must deal with this because uh, this is an emergency. So he talked about it in both Fox News as well as, uh, I think, uh, NBC or uh, CNN. Anyway, he talked about uh, it on the... Uh, TV channel on both sides. So it's not only solely on one side on behalf of the voice from the uh, Conservative Party. I think this should be the idea for the bipartisan at this moment. And also, he has talked about a lot, more, a lot more things behind this axis of evil. Uh, for example, he has mentioned, you have to respond to conditions that actually re- exist that are a threat to the United States. The Iranians are a threat to us uh, to us as well. And so this is an emergency. It's an emergency that we set up and deal with the axis of evil. Russia, China, Iran, because it's an immediate threat to the United States. And also, he mentioned the question is, America is American going to lead? I think the Biden administration sent the wrong signal that they can has a disaster, a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. I think that was like giving a green light to Putin to go into Ukraine. And we see that Iran, principal sponsor of terrorism, sending drones to the Russia and attacking. Uh, Hezbollah, and in its particular situation, Hamas attacking the Israelis with drones. So it's all connected. You can't separate out one part of it and say, we are only going to deal with this. It's all connected. This is what McConnell told in Fox News. So, so I'm sure you have also listened to the news, and what do you think? So, I mean. W- could you explain to our audience the significance when the concept of the axis of evil, include China, Russia, and Iran, was raised by McConnell in public and what does it mean behind and what kind of policies would be changed or would be launched to deal with this uh, immediate threat to the United States?
1: Yes, yeah, so thank you, Dr. Yan. So, you know, his, his, Comments to me are sort of astounding uh, in exemplifying the ignorance uh, of McConnell and uh, those on the Hill in that they are now talking about this axis of evil as as if it hasn't existed for the last couple of decades. I mean, do we have to go back and remind him uh, of the two Arab Springs uh, do we have to go back and remind him of the Iran nuclear deal with with Obama and Biden gave six billion dollars to Iran? Uh, it, it's just amazing to me, is that what what we see China doing with Russia, and in this case, their proxy, Iran, who has proxies Hezbollah and Hamas the they're using on their behalf. So it's, it's a much broader axis. What we see them doing is creating multiple parallel sequential dilemmas for the United States on economic, political, energy fronts, medical fronts, etc. And it's all part of a broader cognitive warfare plan, the unrestricted warfare that they're undertaking here. I mean, when you see Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Egypt, and other Arab countries working with an infidel nation like China, which is anathema to the Quran, uh, you have to ask yourself what's going on here. But this axis of evil has, has been more emboldened recently as I'm sure you've seen as we've had multiple attacks in our military bases throughout the Middle East concurrent to this. So why is that? It's because again, they're creating multiple dilemmas. So China's been aiding Russia and Ukraine, North Korea as well. China has been providing missiles, as you've highlighted in your sources and programs, to Hamas, uh, to Hezbollah, to the Arab nations. China and Russia have been probably aiding uh, Iran in their development of nuclear weapons. Iran, with the Quds Force and Soleimani, had provided ISIS with IEDs for two decades in Afghanistan to kill and maim our troops okay, throughout Iraq war and the Afghanistan war. And so, you know, talk is cheap here. Uh, where's the legislation to drive a specific strategy for the United States government? Where's the effort by Congress and the president to engage with our allies in, in an emergency meeting to come up with a more, more broader agenda? There isn't one. China murdered over a million people with the China flu, AKA COVID 19. They, they're murdering over 100,000 a year still. With fentanyl. You have one and a half million gotaways in the United States, many of them terrorists, many of them Chinese military aged men. And so, from a US policy standpoint, I don't see any real movement on the Hill. I don't see any real movement in the executive branch, because you remember we talked before in your program. The uh, last year's annual threat assessment for 2022, the primary existential threat was climate change. This year, Avril Harriman, the, uh, the Director of National Intelligence, she says that China is one of the biggest threats, but climate change and diversity are up there with China. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And so from a policy standpoint, we really need Congress to go back and hold the administration accountable and deny funding and remove funding from irrelevant programs in education, commerce, and other places, put those fundings toward development and the overhaul of our national security apparatus and development of a cognitive warfare capability to compete in this arena. Because it's obvious that titanium cylinders of sub-excellence that are currently existing are ineffectual and incapable of trying to meet the current demand. And so I talked to some of these potential changes and solutions in my book as well, but you know, for, for McConnell to come out and talk about this, while his wife and his family have multiple business ties, supposedly to China as well, is, is just surreal. And it, it's sort of like, okay, it's nice nice to sound the alarm, yet once again, like Christopher Ray has. But what are they doing about it? I am not confident that we have the right people in place or we have the t- time left to actually address this unless we get going soon. Dr. Yan?
0: Thank you. So I think they do need have a lot of things need to do, and as you have talked about that this kind of uh, uh, access of evil has existed for many years, and they have done a lot of things to harm America from all the aspects. But now, it just uh, gets raised, and it seems this is a new concept. However, now we know, even from the legislators' level, they have already realized or oh, they admit, so finally admit the, the existence of the axis of evil back to the university and back to a lot of uh, other places in the United States, I mean, the public or the professionals seems don't have this kind of uh, common idea. For example, when Israel got the attacks, invasion, invaded by the uh, Hamas this, uh, early this month, and over one thousand four hundred Israelis were cruelly killed in their home or in their working place or in the festival. What happened to people, in the, I mean to people in the United, uh, in the U.S. universities and also in other places that they, they should help people to understand the situation. We have seen there are a lot of pro-Palestans, even pro-Hamas activities or protests come out, and not only in the street, but also in the campus, in the institutes. And there are people talking about how Israel deserved this, this Holocaust. And also, they even, want, they even support, they, they want Israel to be um, killed or mistreated by these terrorists because they said they, there is a reason these people do that. And also, the only folks on the uh, Hamas side, on the Palestinian side, they're talking about humanity, talking about the peace. And on the other hand, they even remove the posters from the wall about the, kin- the, the kidnapped hostages from Israel who we don't know where where they are now. There are almost 2,000 people, including so many babies, kids, family members are killed, and they are kidnapped by the terrorists, and they're still there. We even don't know whether they are alive or not. So sir, this phenomenon really makes me shocked. And more disgusting is, we even see the faculty and the managers of the university defend their students for such unacceptable behaviors, the anti-Easter, anti- sentiment, the support terrorists. The, when, when people condemn these behaviors, the principals of the Harvard University, as well as the faculty senate in UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, they claim this is free speech. And they allow their students to do it, and they even say, we won't uh, do anything to change it because this is uh, academic freedom. It cannot be bought. So, so why these kind of things happen? So, kind of overnight, but I don't think it's overnight. But do you think this is only because of the propaganda through TikTok, through mainstream media? All this is uh, something I mean, reflects something deeply rooted in universities, in the for the young people, in, in the institute, uh, for long in the United States, that we should be very, very vigilant about, and we should do something to change?
1: Well, so there's a lot of, lot of concerns here from my standpoint. The first is what's happening at our universities here and what's happening across our country, not just with this Hamas event, but with the Black Lives Movement, which has aligned with Hamas, the Antifa, which is a domestic terrorist organization, the members of the squad who are members of Congress who are actively supporting these fascist elements. What's happening here is you see the power of the narrative. You see the power of methodical planning, strategic planning that's occurred under our noses, just as we saw when, under COVID, the China flu, we, the, te- the teachers were exposed for indoctrinating our children, all right, here in the United States and parents. We're then labeled domestic terrorists for for highlighting that and wanted to change that the effect of the narrative is incredibly important here but this is where i talk about in the cognitive war we are unaware we are unarmed and we are unprepared this isn't the first time we've ridden this pony when we take a look back in history uh after World War I, we had the Communist Party formed in the United States, and it took a while before people became disillusioned with that, because there was a broader effort to help expose their atrocities and such. But it was the universities like Harvard, Yale, the Ivy Leagues, Cambridge, who all supported the communists and were infiltrated with the communists, okay, at that time. We also saw the same thing happen with, happen with the Nazi Party, and there was a great uprising throughout the United States and growth in the Nazi Party in the United States. Post-World War II, you had the same legions on these universities serve as apologists for the Soviet Union as they drove famine in Ukraine and slaughter Eastern Europe in ter- and as they con- took conquest of that, that whole sector there for 70-plus years. We saw the same thing in Vietnam. And now we're seeing it again in the United States, but now what people must understand is the adversary has learned. They've learned very well, and they're becoming much more effective in driving this because with the democratization of technology, they're able to amplify their narrative much much broader. What I see here, though, is it's a pre-planned staged event in Hamas. If you take a look at the broader picture and step back and look at the forest from the trees, why is it that Hamas chose this particular time to undertake this attack? Why is it that China, Russia, and Iran are now aligned with this? Why is it that the Biden administration just gave them another $6 billion back in aid to Iran? And why is it the Biden administration just gave packages of aid Multiple truckloads to the Hamas region because it's going to them, not the citizens there. Well, because it's pre planned. And once again, we're wagging the dog. And so the distraction here is Hamas's attack has distracted everybody back to Iran and the China and Russia proxy. Now, why is that? It's all pre set up, in my opinion, to stage a formal final coup in the 2024 election here in the United States, or disrupt that election significantly. Now, why is that? Because, again, as I've said before, we have a Manchurian president. He was tanking in the polls, and he's still tanking in the polls. But what has this event happened and allowed him to do now? Well, to the best of his abilities, which isn't much, he's been able to come out and try to act and sound presidential and modify things. But what has he done? He's continually called for ceasefire by Israelis, even before they began to counterattack. And so, and he's given aid to the Palestinians. Okay. And so you have to look at the broader picture here. From my perspective, as an intelligence analyst, this is a well-played game where once again, we're being led by the nose to look over here at Hamas and Iran, while China continues to do the nefarious activities that we talked about earlier in your program across the United States. Because how is it, as you rightfully pointed out, how is it that thousands and thousands of the Palestinian flags and placards and mass demonstrations just suddenly happen? Just like overnight, right? Overnight, they just suddenly happen. That level of demonstrations and stuff doesn't happen unless it's specifically coordinated and funded. So who's funding this? Who's driving this? who are the people driving these things here? Well, what are the five eyes in the US doing to identify those things, right? Again, we saw this with the Nazis, we saw this with the communists, we saw this in Vietnam, and we saw this with the red balloons under Jimmy Carter in terms of the anti-war movement there against Reagan. These things are funded, pre-planned and preceded, and we're being outmaneuvered daily in this. And so we have to develop our plans our objectives and our own strategy. Uh, What are they? Because right now, we're losing very badly, Dr. Yun.
0: Thank you, sir. we talk about the border, and we just want to remind our audience that according to internal mem- memo uh, posted by Daily Caller, uh, federal officer, uh, officials are warning that members of Hamas, Palestinian, Islam- uh, Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah has, uh, could have been entered U.S. through the South border. And also, I've checked the data. They said that mm, in this year, there are already kind of two million to three million uh, illegal immigrant went through the southern border, entered the United States, and just imaging just uh, one in ten thousand among them, if they are related with uh, terrorism, uh, terrorist groups, and. Uh, also, plus we know there are hundreds of thousands Chinese people. They should be. They are supposed to be trained by CCP. They will be. They are uh, mi- military age, and they will do, uh, conduct the operations in the United States, uh, when the timing is right. And I mean, thinking about what happened in Israel, and Israel has the best defense system, and the we can. S- at least at that time, we would say that is the most vigilant uh, intelligence and defense uh, groups in the world, and Israel is much, 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 much smaller than the United States. However, the attacks still happened, and in a short period, so many t- people are cruel, killed, tortured, and then killed or kidnapped uh, by Hamas, and so. We cannot imagine if similar things happen in the United States. We definitely don't want it happen. However, I mean, when we see what happened in Israel when the feed when the government when the i c system admits the failure of their intelligence and the failure of the prevention of the disaster what do I mean, what do we have in the United States? This is something very, very disturbing. And so we may have another three minutes. Do you want to address additional, based on this question or something uh, else you want to share with our audience in this episode?
1: Well, Dr. Yen, this this is uh, an eye-opening episode as always. And what's really terrifying here is the lack of, of our ability to see what's coming here. And you just mentioned a couple of key points. You know, Americans must believe what we see. We must believe what we see because uh, as Dr. Yen mentioned, you have uh, the 1.5 million gotaways and could be ISIS, could be Chinese military age and other folks. That 1.5 million gotaways is equivalent to 30,000 people for every one of our 50 states. Now, if you only take 1% 1% 1% has 300 people, and that's what you probably had in the attack by Hamas into Israel. But if you have those 300 people with pathogens, biological agents, chemicals, or even military equipment, which they no doubt have from the cartels, and they decided to undertake attacks in just one or even several states, you can imagine the chaos, mayhem, and stuff. And I've spoken to this about and written about this over the last year extensively, Because as an intel person, one one has to take a look at the worst case scenarios and prepare for them. So on my my blog, the informationequilibrium.blogspot.com, I write about Vietnam to South Africa, America's Armageddon, part one and two, and the slaughter of innocents. Israel now is America next, and and many more. Dr. Yin and I have talked about this numerous times on, on her program and mine about China's unrestricted war. This is a blood sport for absolute power. And our adversaries, China, Russia, and Iran, they could care less the impact and deaths of here in America. But when you take a look at the broader picture, of what's happening, they're seeding the American, they're seeding the America across America for such type of endeavors, subversion, sabotage and attacks. And so we really have to be careful on this. But Dr. Yen, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you Unfortunately, I don't have any good news this time, except for the fact that you were able to expose many of these folks. I'm just hoping that our national security apparatus is listening to you and Godspeed in your continued efforts.
0: Thank you, sir. And it's very, always very amazing to have the conversation with you. And we really hope your uh, insight and also the warning you gave would be heard, by, would be heard by as m- many people as possible, and that could make people think about And once you start to think about it, you would, little by little, understand how dangerous the situation is, and you would definitely have the idea that you want to do something to solve it. And that is what we want, and because we really uh, cannot rely on the solo, um, Department from government agency, oh, we should not only de- depend on them to handle all the things because the situation is changing every day, and also our enemies are more and more cunning, more and more sophisticated. So it required everyone to draw it, to involve into this defensive. Oh, Operation or uh, movement or whatever. I mean, we can call it. A- anyway, we need to do these things, uh, little by little. As what I always learn from Hong Kong people in the pro democracy movement in 2019, that they talk about be water. So everyone is a drop of water. We have our own capacity. We are invisible usually, but when we all get together, we do the same things, working towards the same direction. We our potential is unlimited. And that is the best power we have and that is the best thing we can do. And thank you for listening to the Voice of Doctor Year every Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud and iHeart Radio as well as after that you can listen to it um, through various, uh, various apps like Pandora, Spotify, Google Pod- Podcast. And thank you, Edward.